Welcome to Caribbean Millennials. Good morning, everyone and my people. How are you today? All right. Wow. This is episode 32. We are at an even number again. Damn. That means Polit- trouble. Oh, yes. Oh, what? yes. And even yeah. number means trouble? Like, yeah, we yeah. can go back and look at our even-numbered podcasts. <laughs> we have an action-packed uh, episode for you today. Uh, going to uh, introduce our guests. We have Samantha Thompson. Hi, everyone. All right. Hi, hi. We went <laughs> together, so. And she's of Jamaican descent. Okay. And, uh-huh. and gorgeous and looking. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, and then from across the pond, we have the great, the one and only, Makat uh, Christopher Popo, self-proclaimed Colonel of Colonelingus. Wow. <laughs> what an entrance. <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel like there should have been trumpets. I and knew, like, right? you know? <laughs> I, I, I was waiting for the fireworks, to be honest. But yeah. Hi, hey, everyone. Glad to be back again. Um, this will be a fun podcast. I know it. Hey, okay. all right. I like the enthusiasm. <laughs> so, Danny, what are we talking about today? Caribbean sex culture, Ooh. or as we like to see, sex culture. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. So, what is Caribbean sex culture? Anyone? Um, Poo-poo? I feel like I didn't say <laughs> Wake up in the morning, breathing that fresh Caribbean air, let it happen. Wow. wow. <laughs> Is that simple? Okay. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, before we even, I mean, I can't say before we even start, but are we... Do we have... Uh, is our culture so different? Our sex culture so different? That's my first question. Uh-huh. Anyone? Anyone willing to, you know, tackle this? You know? Potentially. Pot- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I would, I would agree with that, potentially. Because we have, we have a, a culture which talks about sex, but behind closed doors. Although it's, it's everywhere, but it's kind of we keep it like when it comes to a family setting it's kept behind closed doors so it's like it's everywhere but it's nowhere yeah yeah that's That's a good way to definitely that definitely makes a lot of sense (laughs) it's omnipresent (laughs) (laughs) so like that uh silent uh silent uh individual in the corner of the room that you didn't know was there and it's like hey what's up yeah I'm, no, I'm sick. <laughs> well, exactly. I, I think when it comes to our culture and, you know, sex, it's more or less some people may see our culture from the outside looking in as overtly sexual when it comes to things like carnival or our music and that kind true, of thing. Um, because, you know, how many songs will you generally hear on the radio that speak as explicitly as ours do? Um, well, it might not be on the radio, but just yeah. on, you know, airwaves or, you know, mm. people's cars or that kind of thing. Um, our culture has a strong prevalence of, you know, sexual life. Um, especially, I mean, Jamaican dancehall is a 
you know, oh, yeah. huge example of because that. Definitely. Will um, but I think even within our culture and us being Caribbean millennials, I think there's been a cultural shift when it comes to how us millennials um, treat and react to sex in the public, if that makes sense. Yeah. Or, you know, yes. sex just in the media and that kind of thing. So, like, if... Your, if you have to think back to your mother or your grandmother, and would they believe Vibes Cartel is acceptable? Oh, no. Not at all. Without a doubt. <laughs> right? <laughs> no question about uh, that. They even... would not say free will, boss. <laughs> they would not. <laughs> at all. They keep locked up. <laughs> right? And then, you know, other things, other elements like our carnival, right? And how the costumes have become less and less, and how people dance on the yeah. on the road and in the clubs and you know that's now that's normalized to our generation well, to some degree um, that it's in music videos and on instagram and you know just more present but we don't necessarily take that as overtly sexual yeah, but a older person and somebody outside of our culture might i think somebody more outside our culture because i don't think the older people necessarily i don't think it bothers them that much maybe the music like the dance hall but like the carnival and the costumes i think i think the older people kind of accept it but an outsider would see it and they would look and be like oh that's how they they get on in carnival that's how um, they dress they're probably freaks i think thing. i think it depends because like i can you know hear, hear flashbacks to maybe my parents or other people saying I don't know what happened to our people. They just they um they just they jump in carnival as if they dogs on the road having sex. Whoa! Wow. Okay. That's, so, that's no, heavy. No, right? Wow. But yeah, but like things things like that. When you think of you know older cultures or people, you know, thinking sex is a private thing. So even you know, or even just these types of activities because. Because the the more, like, if you have to look at it, right? Like, you look at people dancing, like, you're taking it for nothing because it's normalized to you. But if you have to imagine them with no clothes, like, what does it look like? First of all, that'll never the happen. people dancing. <laughs> right, right Daddy? Look- I was going to say, first of all, that'll never happen. But no, then, but again, like, you mean you... Two people dancing. But, Hela, you see, you say normalizing and... I guess become acceptable and you said something about things that were people our older culture think that it should be private mm. again it's something i keep saying on multiple episodes that we live in a time where things that were private are no longer private and it's partly yes. because of mm-hmm. social media and how quickly things are out there so before something would happen and it would spread around by word of mouth and it would take time to spread mm. but now a girl in the middle of the road dancing, 6.30, doing all kind of thing. Immediately, everyone has seen it because somebody has mm-hmm. put on Instagram and has been shared a million times. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of things are not private anymore because of the social media. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember I, your... I, um, go ahead, Danny. I, I was saying, basically, that we are very sexual culture, but we're not promiscuous. Right. So, the things that we may do on the outside may seem like we're doing more but it's just our culture like in terms of carnival and dancing like you can dance 
in a skimpy outfit all day long on the road and then you can just go by your home by yourself and sleep exactly. and not in, involved in anything more than that so there's mm-hmm. this kind of almost stereotype that you know once you dress like this in the road in carnival and whatever that you know you 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 must be doing something more than that and i think for people on this outside looking in whether that be older people or even people outside of the caribbean from america and europe and anywhere else they're looking at us like um they already fetishize black people they already like our accent and then they like our culture and our islands so it it just kind of makes for one large um, like yeah okay these people are all about the sex. Well, and I I also <laughs> think that when you even kind of look back to the origins of carnival, it's about like being free and freeing up yourself, right? And it's just kind of taking that to a modern day context of what freeing up yourself means, right? Yeah. That's true because I, I mean when I used to work with um the tourism channel and stuff we had b-roll of carnival and yes they may have had more clothing but they were just as wild as we were and that would get shown in small clips on the news and i'll be it like vernon said because i remember one of your podcasts about um how families are now versus back in the day whereby guys used to have three or four families even in the little island like Saint lucia but because of social media, it was kept in those in those communities, for instance. But now, before you breathe, it's on social media. So it's changed the whole dynamic of how things are perceived. And like Adani was saying about how our, our culture is seen from the outside, there's a lot of there's many women who go through this stereotype where because they're wilding out in the club, a guy thinks they're easy. And they're just having fun. And this, this, this um, I guess, expands when you move into things like Carnival because it's less close, more wild because they're their friends having a bit of drinks. And again, guys as well as people on the outside just see them as, you know, <laughs> how do I put it? Um, I, I'm looking for a good word. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can't find one right now. But as in many derogatory terms is what, is, uh, is what they're labeled as. And that's unfair because a guy wilding out can be the, can be the same level, but because it's a guy in shorts, they, they wouldn't perceive them as anything else. Well, I would almost say because of the prevalence of social media and like just the behavior being more accepted, women are almost expected to be wild and like if you just stand up really? there and you just whining or whatever, like you basic, but okay. like. Like you, if you're not um, doing a six footy and making a TikTok and um, you know spitting on the road <laughs> and somebody recording you, like you, you know, like I feel like okay, yeah, as you women, have a point we... there. when you see women doing their things on the road, they always have the cameraman. The only person and that person hitting all the right angles for the video. But it sets expectations <laughs> as women. If all of these women doing these things, then I as a woman, you know, need to but step up so my who game. You blame, the woman or the camera person? Because maybe the camera person. Well, like it's a wider camera, thing of we like. We see it and we be like, okay, yeah, it's whatever. It's but... a wider thing of just like the expectation. Sam, what do you think about the whole like Caribbean sexuality thing? Well, I think actually, speaking on to what you're saying, it's getting more um, accepted 
So mine's view is a little bit different. The reason why you see a lot of people like in Germany and even I watched this video in Japan, there's like a whole dance hall scene. People are trying to like copy it now. And this whole woman empowerment movement, a lot of women are more comfortable of dressing in carnival costumes and recording themselves dancing. I'm sure there's still people on the outside looking at it saying, oh, that's like, you know, promiscuous, but there's um, a growing acceptance of it. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I think so as well. I think uh, as our culture spreads, especially the artists that travel all over, like it's getting more accepted to be, you know, than doing carnival and gyrating and dancing like that. And even when you, if you look at places like Brazil, like they don't care. Like their their <laughs> carnival is really worthless. <laughs> so. So it, it really is something to behold. And, you know, I think eventually people will, like, you know, kind of meet us where we are. So I think we kind of broke it down into Caribbean culture and how Caribbean culture is sexualized or not or, and accepted or not in, like, the wider context, right? But if we have to just break it down to sex culture in the Caribbean, right? Okay. We... You, I, I think it's a Danny that mentioned it earlier. Like we can while out, you know, and stuff on the streets, but that's not necessarily like how you are sexually, yeah. or you know, so it, it, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you promiscuous and that kind of thing. But you know, what is our relationship with sharing our sexual identities, sexual actions, like owning our sexuality? from like a pure like sex perspective in public. I, I think it's very kind of undertoned in that like we will give the illusion more than we will actually do what we see that we That's will That's what do. I was about to say. <laughs> I agree. So I agree. We, how we dance and how we talk online and how we interact with each other, like you would think like we some grade a freaks but then when it comes down to it we're like okay like yeah Starfish, <laughs> <vanilla>. yeah <laughs> Definitely. like let's uh, let's get it time to know each other no one night time <laughs> no this uh, what, what are you saying sam i remember reading this tweet the other day where this guy said a lot like the best dancers are usually the worst at sex so Ooh, maybe that's that something <laughs> I have heard that is a stereotype I've heard. Anytime that you see a girl that and she can dance really well, that the stereotype is that maybe she's not very good in bed and she's a starfish. <laughs> <laughs> no, but how um, does that translate across? What happens in I, bed? I, I, <laughs> lack of music. <laughs> Left all the energy on the I dance floor. The perception is that like girls that can dance are doing the most, yeah, but yeah, that doesn't translate up. into bedroom activity. No, I don't mind. It's just why they quitting when they get to the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's when the real show. You begins. know, it's like it's like uh, knowing a race car driver, but when they have to drive on the street normally, they just they can't abide by the road, the road, the road, the rules of the road. So stop lights and 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 like you know right hand turns and all these things. That's, that's foreign to them. But put them in a the car on the track, and then they'll give you the fastest time in life. That's how I associate it. Like you know they professionally they, they they you know in the open they they know what they're doing with the dance but they haven't quite found themselves in the bedroom as yet so Hannah, Hannah, for <laughs> me i feel that's more like uh i doing the most to compensate for the fact that i know like when we get behind like closed doors like this is about to suck but i go to do the most now and just lure you in 
So are you speaking we... from experience? Oh, <laughs> now, now, about that, this is about to suck. I have not met any woman that has said her sex is trash. Like, no woman has opened a comment, so... Uh, my sex is not that good. You know it's about to suck. Yeah, so I, I mean, if you want to master it beforehand, I, I'm not going to blow your mind. But no guy does that either. So I no, don't no, know no. where y'all come from. No, 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 we do it. Y'all come and say, okay, my sex is gonna suck. No, we don't say, we say that, boy. I do, we 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 like downplay ourselves, you know, so that we can we can score in the end. Trust me, we do. We'll, 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 we'll maybe come in a little hot and say, boy, I don't want to tell you too much. And next thing you finish, next thing I can't handle you. Like, you know, we, yes. we, we boost you up while we're putting ourselves down. But I don't even know if I can go one round again. I will, all kind of things Yo, like that. When, we enter, out, when we enter the bedroom, it's just the final countdown that I have to play. <laughs> this is so true. <laughs> It's the final countdown. So, so that when we prove, you're like, wow, you didn't tell me it was so good. Oh my God, you let me to believe you weren't that great. But then uh, if you fail, it's like, yeah, I told you like it wasn't going to be that Yeah, good. and then you're like, well, you know, it wasn't that bad. So, we can't can work with it. So y'all saying Caribbean women hype themselves up and Caribbean men understate themselves. That, they and saying that. Yeah. I'm not saying this. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying Calm generally, down. yes. Now, there, there are saying, many yes. Caribbean Young man, I'm that's saying it. yes because <laughs> yeah, because I give. <laughs> no, I'm not there. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with our religion, though our religion base. Like because we so steeped in our religion, we yes. like to. Um, we, we still have that. I think git kind of holding us back in terms of things that we want to do. So, like, you, you wouldn't, like, necessarily just pick somebody off the street, have a one-night stand, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you, you'll hear your mother in the back of your head saying, uh, what you doing? <laughs> well, I think um, that also... On Sunday. <laughs> Stop. Go um, ahead with yeah. it. Um, I have, boy, because you you have said a lot. Um, <laughs> so, Sorry. First, of Sorry. All, first of all, you were talking about, like, the whole we brought whether we broadcast it or not mm-hmm. i feel like it's getting to a point where yes we talk more openly about sex in that you see how people you see how people are on twitter how caribbean twitter is you see how they talk the tweets the the memes but the i still pictures. think that's a younger generation that's, a, that's what i was about to say that's a younger generation thing because the older generation they still have this um mindset that yo that's my business that's a behind closed doors. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about that type of thing. But the and thing is, I, I think it could be, I, I can talk about sex, but I'm not talking about my personal sexual experiences. In but detail. even before I get there, right? Because I can give an example in that I am friends with some of my brother's older, my, mm-hmm. my brother's friends. And the way they talk about their relationships and sex versus the way that my friends talk about it, that's even though we in maybe the same generation, I guess, mm-hmm. they still consider millennials like us, it's worlds apart. Because I know some of them where it's like, yo, that's my business, I don't talk about that. Like it's like it's like a mystery in terms like so you look at me like, is that person having sex? You never know. It's a mystery. And then you see some of my friends in my generation and it's like you know what they're doing. Like they damn near 
tweeting, live tweeting while they're doing it, play by play. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh, but it's true because I see people on Twitter my age and the way they're talking about it is like, yeah, I, you can tell like, yeah, that person ha- hasn't had text in a while. That person just gets some. Um, that person about to get some. Um, that type of things. Whereas, but I, I see a lot of um, those like um, like one-off sentences on social media where just looking to do this to somebody's son tonight. Just right? Somebody <laughs> yeah. tonight. Just need somebody. Just need a good sex tonight. Something like that. Like people just put that out in the open. Exactly. But then I'm looking at people older than us, maybe like Anushka's sister's age, my brother's age, you know, 33, 34, going, going up there. And the way these people have, talk about their sex life, they don't talk about it. It's a mystery. It's like what i do doing is my business. I don't need to put it out there. Nobody needs to know I have had, about to have, haven't had type What's your thing. body count what is? My, nobody needs to know my body. Like, like our age, we quick to disclose our body count. I realize that now. Like our body count is like a, it's an achievement for us now. But is it because exactly that? Is it because it became a badge? Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. I um, think it's a badge, and then on the other end, I think it's it's just who you are now. Like you know, like it's it's less of a big deal like it was before. Before, if you had slept with like 10, 15, 20, 200 people, like, how? Oh, now people are just like, okay. Like, people are, are like you impressive. That now? People are like, this, impressive. Have you passed through that phase? Like, are you done with this now? Um, and like, even if any women have like a body count, it's like, yeah, don't judge them by that. Like, you know, it's, it's a bigger, okay. it's bigger yeah, than I that get, now. But I get very thing. angry with guys. Here's the thing for me. <clears throat> I don't have a problem with the whole body count thing. And mm. I own it, claim it, do your thing. But at the same time, I feel like, and this is just me, this is a personal thing, I feel like it takes away the mystery. <laughs> like, oh. I don't need to know you're a pro. I don't need you to tell me beforehand you're a pro. <laughs> Let's go behind closed doors and then you like, you wow me, you show it to me. Now, like, now I think that's a common misconception. I yeah, think that I body will... count thing does not... Yeah. No, 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 I'm not talking about the body count meaning you're a pro, but I'm talking about like, you know how they have the people on Twitter who are talking like, yeah, I can do this, I can do that. You know, like, yo, I will spin from the fan and then land on it type thing. Though, like, I don't need you telling me all that. <laughs> like, at this point, you must scare me away there because it's I heard, like... I heard that really happens in Jamaica, so I'm coming. <laughs> can you confirm? <laughs> confirm or deny? No, no comments. <laughs> no comments. <laughs> I was about to say, blink twice if it's Ooh. true. Nobody will know if she blinked or not. So. <laughs> One thing I want to add is that we are very exposed now when it comes to sex. Um, just the other day, I saw a video on Twitter, and it's right. Like, they're recording while it happened, right. and they're tweeting. I'm, like, we don't need to see. Yeah. No one asked for this, you know? So that is something that's um, definitely happening in our age group now where people are just broadcasting everything they do yeah. with whoever they do it with. Yeah. I think people have less boundaries now and then people definitely broadcast more and just anything that happens, people are quick to take out their phone, either take a snap or video. With, I mean, remember last um, spring break, there was a couple having sex in a hotel in Miami, South beach. I saw that. Yeah. And the one, the couple didn't stop when the people entered the elevator Two. The guy pulls out his phone and starts recording them having wow. sex, and like it was like almost totally normal place. <laughs> First of all, I would have gotten off that elevator. 
<laughs> Would you have gotten on that elevator? That's what I'm saying. I know, right? The elevator stopped and I opened the door. Ding! Open. I said, like, now nah, I'll get the next one. Um, so let's let's start with um Colonel Colonelingus, right? Oh what constitutes being a freak nowadays? To Honestly, be honest, like, oh. oh, you did go first. <laughs> Who's the Colonel of Colonelingus here? Hey. Hey. I was like. <laughs> Popo, you just self-proclaimed, okay? So I know, right? That's what I realized. I'm like, well, then. Um, okay, so I think growing up, like this, this is what, like going back to Putin's point about body count and stuff. A lot of guys, because of our culture, I think, again, we said sex is kept, you know, everywhere but nowhere. And a lot of guys used to shame girls for having a, a high body count, but Praise their friends having a, a high body count as well, like their male friends and stuff. And I think that kind of pushed people into closets in terms of their own experimentation habits or just their own will to want to try new things. And um, I think some people can be freaks, but they don't want to be because they might they feel as if they might be judged. Okay. I. I had a very rough start to my sexual life, if that makes any sense, because I had, I had, I guess, the struggle of the duality of, you know, being a good boy, <laughs> and I guess finding somebody that I can, in that field exactly can, you know, <laughs> I guess, keep me on that track. But most, you know, growing up and stuff, you kind of just have to, you know, ride the train, and um, eventually, <laughs> I. I Everybody heard it. <laughs> I just sorry. <laughs> I went from someone who was experimenting to somebody who I mean I don't wanna like hey I'm a freak but I guess I am. Um, <laughs> but then but it's a good thing because if you're a scientist you're a scientist if you're a doctor you're a doctor you like to experiment you like to try new things it's all good. Um, I think back in the day. It was doing things that will, I guess, Kama Sutra-esque, but in your own space, you know, trying something that made you orgasm in some way that you never thought of or trying something crazy for a partner, like someplace different. Or it's, it's, it's trying things which go against the grain. Nowadays, <laughs> I mean, people call everything a freak, like every, every kind of <laughs> sexual habit freaky. So I'm like, that's not really that freaky. Or or am I just weird? You know, like, so it, it's a thing where <laughs> I feel as if back in the day, because it wasn't closed doors, it seemed the, the, the mystery, like Vernon said, the mystery attached to the, the, those, those, like, those habits or those things you did added to the freakiness of it all. Um, nowadays, I think everybody considers themselves a freak because they can last for 45 minutes in the bedroom. I'm like, I don't get it. I don't know what that, that, that's supposed to mean. You know, so it's changed a bit because people have have kind of taken the way, the, uh, away the mystery and fun from exploring yeah. sex. Well, I mean, it might not um, it it might not be people, but also just things like the accessibility of porn, right? Yo, <laughs> porn has ruined sex for everybody, in my opinion. <laughs> true, true. I, 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 okay, what do you think, Sam? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, it's pretty much um, what was said before that everything is, everyone thinks everything is freaky, but then 
when you really hear about it, what they're doing, you're like, oh, well, that's that's normal. <laughs> but exactly. you have to think what's exactly. normal to what to each individual person. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but- that's very true. I think everybody has like a line where there's normal and there's freaky, and then that zone kind of shifts depending on who you are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what I was saying about porn, right? To Vernon's comments about things being behind closed doors or whatever, right? So if you don't know anything, and then like you walk into a situation with somebody like in that time or you know under those constraints, and then you find out like they into bondage and like shit like that, and it's like <gasps> gasps, right? But I feel like <laughs> I feel like nowadays, like even that. Even if that has, you know, a place on the spectrum, you like because of things like porn and like just the open sexual conversations, like that's not. I go to be honest. I believe everybody is freaky, and here's my reason why I believe everybody is freaky. No two people have sex the same way. Okay, so Mm. I don't know everything. What I do with one person. It's fine. And then I may meet somebody else and they may do something that I have never done before. Immediately, that's something new. So do I consider something new freaky or is it just something new? Mm. That's the thing. Mm. Well, well, I think there's a difference between new and then experimental. But mm. So okay. like new is like just something you haven't done yet. But experimental is something you haven't even thought of or, or don't even think that you would want but to try. That, but something you haven't done yet is something that you may not have, you may not have thought of. That's the thing. So I, in, in, either way... I think everybody is equating new with freaky. That's what I'm saying. It's just something new. It may not necessarily be freaky. It's something new. You may, you may, like Anusha said, bondage. bondage. Somebody whip out all the chains and the restraints and you're like, uh, I don't know. And then you get tied up and you're like, oh, I actually like it. So are you freaky or do you just like something new at that point? or your level of freak just increase. There we go. Oh, that, yeah. I like that. <laughs> yes. yeah, I like that. But that's what I'm so asking. If, <laughs> if you say all of us are freaks, then imagine all of us um, start with zero. And yes. depending on what you yeah. do, like you get points to that. Uh, sorry, guys. I just like maths. Uh, <laughs> no, I agree. So, so, so what's you know, you could be like a is... zero freak or you could be like, you know, 10, number 69. Or... Yeah, bro, oh that's counter in Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, you know, it's and over 9,000, right? <laughs> to what you were saying earlier, right? To, to what Vernon said, I think maybe our parents could be that way, but we would never know about it because mm-hmm. it would be behind the exactly. doors and people yeah. in that generation. But now, like, people will just come on Twitter, mm, I feel to eat somebody ass tonight, like, just randomly out in the open, like, you know, and, like, it kind of takes away a lot of that mystery, like you were I, saying, and then you already know how freaky someone is before you even meet them in the bedroom, and that can be a turn-off or a turn-on, you know, depending on who you are, and then, like, sometimes you get to there and they've already sold themselves short, so whatever they said they were going to, to do, they're not that good at it, yes. or, or they... they you know, you know, they write in checks the tongue cannot cash. Listen, let me hit you for a fun fact. You Ooh. know they have some Caribbean islands where sex toys are illegal? Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. That's, that's wild. That, that, that for me is wrong because it's, it's basically give, give everybody the avenue to express their, own, their, their, their feelings and their inhibitions. Like, I don't know. When it comes to sex, I feel them too. Well, I think the Caribbean, especially, has a lot of archaic laws. Yes. For, yeah. Like, we have um, strip clubs, but you can't bring in a sex toy. Like, there are a lot of, like, weird, like, you know, like, like 
and then like why why would a sex toy be you know such a uh a issue yo like you know and, and it, it stems back to religion that's okay yeah religion i feel religion it's it really is constraining a lot of things in the caribbean i don't say like we don't need religion but i feel everybody's because well, the every, laws were so tight the laws were religion. so tied to religion mm-hmm. and yeah. i here's the thing you know even if we do change the laws you know, it's still going to... It's, sex is still going to have that stigma to it in or the Caribbean. Taboo. Or taboo. Mm-hmm. Because people so much, like... It so bothers them. Boy, I'm a church goer and I'm out here doing these things. Or what would the church think of me? Like, well, not everyone. Because I know there are some people that are like, yeah, fuck that. Fuck them old people. They're doing their own they things behind the doors. <laughs> whatever. Like, the pastor probably doing his own thing too. But... At the end of the day, a lot of people, they let, like, church dictate, church and religion dictate a lot in their life and what happens. So, a woman may be like, yeah, I like this person, I want to have sex with them, I don't necessarily want to be in a relationship with them, but because of church, I have to be in a relationship with them. Because if I'm not in a relationship with them, everybody will look at me and judge me and be like, uh, boy, she's just out here sleeping around type of thing. That I I agree with that, and I will say that growing up, I used to hear a lot of stories about the older generation having these parties, but everything was like very hush hush, very rumor, you know. And there were no cell phones back then, and no like you know like somebody would see you with a Kodak camera in your hand. Uh, but like like you hear those stories about you know like you know this person has done this, this person has done that, and that person's dad was there, and that person's mother was there, and like but you just it's just stories and no proof to back it up. But now uh, a camera so picture is literally so easy to take. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so it's just like out of sight, out of mind. So let's kind of wheel it back and wheel and come back to like you know, as a whole, the Caribbean sex culture and, like, certain things, right? So how does the Caribbean sex culture, you know, I'm just going to start throwing out things and you'll give your opinions, right? One night stands and Caribbean sex culture. I think it's more, um, it's easier. And what I mean by that is uh, you could be friends right after, act like everything is fine. But with, like, people outside of Caribbean culture, like American men, it's always awkward. <laughs> afterwards why is it that's all i'm gonna say (laughs) well i mean i can add on to that it's just awkward they just act different but when it's with caribbean men they just kind of keep it moving oh so we cool and easy like the wind blues all right yes (laughs) yes what did you make as they say one and then okay it's like one night stands for some people um are a bit like can be a bit hard because you grew up trying to be that, um, how do I put it? Like you, you grew up, some people grew up as a guy wanting to be, you know, the good guy. And you'd want to make a woman feel like the lesser in the situation, especially when it comes to sex. So you almost feel as if, hey, hey you, you, want me to, you want me to, you know, give you a ride home? Nah, it's cool. I can, I can, you know, find my own way home. And you see them the next day, be like, hey, you want me to buy you lunch? And you almost don't want her to feel like used like in the quote in their quotations obviously but um women are very 
cool with just as Sam said, just a one night stand is cool. I, I wanted this, you 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 scratch an itch and it's all good. We're friends now, yeah. And I think some guys are struggling with that because they're like, okay, cool. So you won't like block me, right? On social media if I don't block you anymore. <laughs> and like, yeah, so it's a thing of a fear of what used to happen back in the day. So yeah. I, I feel like it's so with is. with both one night stands and like friends with benefit situations, right? Does that differ for Caribbean millennials by geography? Like how we were talking about in the last podcast. So like you might be more, you living in New York or something, you're more likely to just be free and whatever because nobody, you know, like it's not going to follow you. Um, but doing that in, you know, back home or in the island, you may get like a reputation. Um. I, okay, so... I here's my take on this. First of all, before I answer that question, mm-hmm. your previous question, one night stands. I don't think they happen as much as we think they do in the Caribbean. I feel more friends, friends with benefits benefit. happen. I would agree with that. Yeah, and, yeah. and here's good. my reasoning why, because and it's partly part of what Popo said. The whole thing about guys trying to be the nice guy. I don't think necessarily trying to be the nice guy. I think it's just how we are raised as men in the Caribbean, especially if you're close with your mother. Your mother raises mm. you to respect women. Mm. Yes, you may just be having sex and it may be just that, but you're not going to be like, yeah, I just do it and I done, I'm not talking to you again, move on type of thing. You're always going to still talk. You're always going to have that sense of familiarity and you're going to come back and do it again. Now, uh, the whole thing with what Anushka was saying about geography. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it plays, it matters. Let's say I go to use a Danny as an example. Adani. Oh gosh, not again. <laughs> <laughs> Danny is in Portland. Danny may not. Danny, you know, he chilling. You know, he working. He doing whatnot. He, you know, he may go out on a couple of dates and whatnot. But that's just that. But maybe when he goes back home to Saint Lucia, he have his one person that he goes and he links, and that's his his Saint Lucia person. That's not a one night stand. That's his friend with benefits. But that's yeah. his Saint Lucia friend with benefits. So only when I when I'm in Lucia, I link you. We do our thing. When I'm not in Lucia, I have no ties with you. I out here, I free, I wild, I do my business. Savage. Type thing. <laughs> I, okay. say, I, I just want the people to know this is not a direct <laughs> yeah, no, 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 this is not a direct thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, it's not a direct not thing. This, this is, is not a true attack. story. Okay. Attack on my <laughs> yeah, this is not this a true story. You know what? Not Danny. <laughs> We're talking about Bob. Bob yeah. in, in yeah, LA. Dan. Bobby, Dan the man. Dan, Dan the man in yeah. LA. Dan in LA. All right. When Dan um, in LA, Dan free and wild. He out there in the streets. You know, he doing his business. But when Dan go back to Grenada, Dan have his Grenadian person. He linking and they do the thing. You know, we when it's like when Dan hit Grenada, he immediately in a relationship. Once he's in Grenada, he not in that like, relationship again. To go back to the one night stand thing, I mm-hmm. think like our culture is just not a yeah. one night stand culture. Yes, it's not. Like especially being from the small islands, like you six degrees of separation, you know everybody. You cannot yeah. afford to meet somebody, have <laughs> sex with them one night, and not ever meet them again. Like yeah. that's not New York or some big American city, like where you can like sleep with six different women in uh, uh, in okay. a week and then. Have never met them again. But even or you if do like, that, you run through the Caribbean, you, you run through that very quickly. Or you do that and you find out it's your cousin. Ooh. 
Well, I mean, it could be threesomes. Well, relationships. It could be morning, It could be, you know, like, but like, like polygamy is not to, uh... accepted in the Caribbean. No, it's not. But uh, not, well, yet. not yet. But we'll get there one. <laughs> yeah, because I, I have hope. the way the side chick starting to talk. It... But exactly, so that's what I'm saying, right? Like polygamy, polygamy is not really accepted in the Caribbean. But there's all of this like polyamorous. But there, there, there are lots like of people this. who are doing yeah. it down. <laughs> I feel, I yeah. feel like it's getting there. Because and the reason why I said that, like, listen, Anushka gave me a strange look, <laughs> but listen to this because I myself was shocked when I heard it. So, say, Lucia, we have this radio show, Letla, we just listen to every Wednesday, and th- they read a letter. Somebody writes a letter, something going on in the relationship. A woman, a guy wrote a letter, and then a side chick called in, and she made a comment. She was like, "Look, I don't want to be nobody's main woman." I just want to be, you know, the woman with the benefits. You know, you come, we have sex, you pay some bills, and we go. If you want to talk about your feelings and whatnot, go home and talk about it with your woman. And I was like, wait, what? And then, like, multiple other women called and they said that. I was like, so this is becoming a thing now. Where, like, women just want a man for the sex and whatnot. And then you can have your other women talk about, like, feelings and whatnot. With. I was like, okay, it's becoming a thing. Yeah, they like the fact when the sorry. Yeah, they like the ahead. fact when the man is owned by somebody else. So they don't have to deal with it's it's maintenance. They, not a lot of people like maintenance. That's the big part of a relationship. You have to have compromise and you have to maintain the relationship. Some people just want the fun parts and maybe the pay a bill or two or take me to lunch parts. Okay. And it works, especially in the Caribbean, because <laughs> I, I feel as if people are okay with it. You're like, uh, I mean it's it's long. It's long to actually start a whole relationship and get to discover this person and all the, the fairy tales that come with it all. Leave that for the main woman or the main man and you just, you know, you just, you, you take care of the other bits and some people are okay with that. So, But is it because, like, people have just, like, given up on, like, the whole, like, love relationship? I don't think people like... give up. I just think people like the satisfaction, you know, they want it easy without the work. But I don't I mean, think it's a give up. I thing. think I think like life is just heavy, and yeah. some people just don't want to deal with life and a relationship and, a, yeah. and, and all mm-hmm. that other drama that comes with it. Some people they're just not ready yet. Maybe they're waiting for somebody. They're waiting for Mister Right, focusing like on we the talked career. about, or Miss Right, and they're focusing on their career. So they just want somebody that they can depend on, and it's kind of like a relationship, but but it's not that a traditional relationship. Mm-hmm. So they do, they don't have titles, but they just have someone they can call when they want to feel good, or when they just want someone's company. But it doesn't have to be tied to that's my boyfriend, that's my girlfriend, that's my husband, that's my wife, etc. It's like I but, link you uh, today, but if I see you out to somebody, I go real dignity like you do in you, I do in so me. So I have a, I have a question for y'all, and Sam will start with you. Do y'all accept the whole side chick, you know, side man? Um, culture. Culture. <laughs> I was a professional. Um, oh, sorry, never mind, never mind. <laughs> Side chick. Honestly, everyone lives their own life how they want to. I know a lot of people are into open relationships now. So I guess if the side chick 
is very open about it and everyone's like, like down for it and you guys could do what you want to do i just live by minding my business so if you have a side chick and this chick then that's fine as long as it doesn't involve me drink your water, drink your water mind, mind your business, business. mind my business <laughs> mm-hmm. i will say that this the the side chick culture uh well not even the side chick culture just the open relationship culture is very very big in the west coast especially here in portland like i I can't tell you how many people i've met and they're just like yeah we're we're open to having a third person or you live in portland (laughs) yeah (laughs) just just let you know the city's motto is keep portland weird like (laughs) yeah wow i never would have thought yeah Yeah. and and all those tv shows they are portlandia and grim like all went through (laughs) so like literally they're lots of people out here that just like you know they just go with the wind like hey you like you my husband you my wife but you know hey if i find somebody i like then <laughs> be open so i'll bring that person in and i'll tell you about it too and you can watch or you can participate etc it's crazy sam um would you be okay with your man having a side chick no. Or your woman having a side chick. <laughs> I, I mean, 2019. No. <laughs> okay, cool. And Annie, um, what was that laugh about? No, the way he added it in. The way he added it in. Oh, yeah, it's 2019. <laughs> okay, oh, woman, I don't know. Um, I, too I personally, I'm personally am, uh, very possessive when I'm in relationships. Bridge. But it's like... And when I'm in relationship, if we're just dating and talking, then do whatever you want to do. But when I'm like in the relationship, no. Okay, so if you were in a relationship and your partner was open, but he wasn't open towards having somebody, but he was open to you having other people. So you're still possessive, but what if, you know... So you're talking about, like, polyandry? Yeah, polyamory. Yeah, Yeah. so you could have another person. Would you be okay if having a Tyrone on the side? (laughs) I mean, why not? (laughs) You also the switch up live. <laughs> it was a setup. It was a setup. Sam, you fell for it. No, but his. <laughs> no, no, Sam, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but um, the thing is, the reason being, because what I was about to say earlier was, I've been a. I, I mean, it's a joke, yeah, but I mean, I've considered myself a professional sideman at some point because I'm like, it's it. I am efficient with it. You know what I'm oh, saying? Are you are you me to Sam? Like, is that what's happening here? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, <laughs> I'm in London. If you come in across, if you come in across the pond, it's cool. Hey, but, um, <laughs> connecting the. <world. laughs> the thing is, the thing is, like, there there were so many women I met on stuff who were okay with just yo, like this is missing or that is missing, and like. I'm like, okay, cool. And I've been in situations where the guy is like, yo, this is missing. Like, you know, you want to help her out? And I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, okay, cool. Clearly there's there's an, an avenue out there where this resource is needed <laughs> called the side piece. And I mean, if you look at KFC, for instance, chicken and fries, you know what I'm saying? You have to have something on the side sometimes. It just makes sense. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, so um, you agree the whole side chick thing. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> personally i wouldn't mind that the girl i was with have another man but she just have to clone me because that other man just have to be me as well so um so So it just have to be two me so let me answer anushka original question um 
in in this time now, no, I don't agree with the whole side chick thing. Now, if you had asked me that in like 1995, I would have told you yes. Because in my mind, social media just ruined the whole side chick thing. People <laughs> used to have two families. The families would see each other. They Three. would know, but nobody Four. would ever like start an issue about it. It's like, Five I see you, families. you see me, we know. Let's just keep it moving. Like, I know this summer, he taking us to Disneyland. Next summer, he taking you all type thing. They had an and, 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 and your man had to be a bus driver or taxi man just so he can bring all the kids you to the, the beach at the same time. Everybody know about each other. Now yeah. it's, yeah. You see, my issue with the whole thing now is that the side chicks just catch feelings and then it is want to start drama. If no drama was happening, nobody was, you know, starting wanting to fight each other, I feel like it would be fine. But it's everybody want to disrespect and start drama and fight like nah. So that's where you need to be professional. Nineteen ninety five professional I think it's it's okay, but you just have to be open with your partner. So if you want a side chick or somebody else, like let them know from the yeah, beginning. Know. The problem is a lot of people don't say anything and then they just get a side chick anyway. And Boy. then it's a problem now because she's hidden and eventually she messages your girl talking about how she sucks his dick better, all kind of thing. That's how you get your yeah. tires slashed. The tires are expensive. <laughs> and, and a potato for your window. Yeah. Tires are expensive. <laughs> Don't get your tires so, um, guys, next section, you know, we want to make sure to touch this before we come to an end. Caribbean sexual stereotypes, right? And I'm going to probably hit you all with one of the most popular ones of Jamaican men don't like to go down or do not go down. No gal can They're missing stay out. upon me head. They're missing out on the best food ever created. But okay. All right. It's a hit or miss. It's a hit or miss. Some like it and it's their thing and some just don't. I I've heard many Jamaican women as well being against it. Whoa. I'm not sure if that's like a uh like a result of the culture. Like the men don't like it, so the women don't even want to get their expectations up. So they're like, Yeah, I don't like head, I prefer sex, normal sex anyway. So I'm not sure if that's a result of that, but I've heard quite a few Jamaican women just be opposed to any type of cunnilingus. Okay. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Wow>. <laughs> first time I heard that. Can I? Can I? I, say, I, I, fact, I wouldn't say Jamaican women. I would say I've heard a few Caribbean women say that okay. that they they not heavy on cunnilingus. They prefer penetration sex, and and they, they but, but sometimes it's just that they haven't had a good experience. I was about to ask you that. Do you think yeah, that they just haven't had a good experience with it? So I they think just so. Avoid it altogether. Because look at Popo for example, right? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> he he puts Preach. his heart, soul, and left foot. You know, into, into it, it. When, he, when he when he does his Y'all see, y'all Popo has a big left foot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Other other individuals, right? They 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 timid, you know. They 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 want to touch it like they tasting soup, like. They want to blow on on it, <laughs> like it's hot, like you know, like like they're not involved. They're just doing it because it's expected, but they're not really involved. And I can see the same thing for a lot of women. They just um doing cunnilingus. Well, um, for last year because it's 
it's like, expected of like them, not because they actually like it. it. And then when you find a girl that actually loves doing it, like you like like you know, your eyes roll in the back of your head and you have to grip the the chair because <laughs> your toes <ooh>. killing. <laughs> oh, like the, the wicked witch of the east boy. Like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like when you when you get there as a guy, you know, you have to greet it. You have to be like, Hello, I'm a cardinal, I'm here to service you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like for me, Wow. Some guys, some guys, just Damn. just just spit, lick, and stick it in. I'm like, what you doing? That's wrong. That's and then you, they expect her to give her like a sloppy Joe type session. And I I'm like, like I don't get that. Book. I think yeah, like <laughs> like, like Popo, I believe so foreplay is very important. Mm-hmm. Like and even before you even get to the cunnilingus, like just the teasing and the the talking and the touching, like all of that, like. It's just part of the sexual encounter. And I think Facts. maybe so, I'm, I can't say for certain, but maybe in Jamaica, because of all the dancehall songs in the past, talking about, you know, what you should do and what you shouldn't do, the kind of behind on the cunnilingus end. Or it is that many of them are just doing it behind closed doors. Exactly. That's what it is. A lot of them I, are lying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think when it comes to like Caribbean men, Again, if we go back to the start, how we started about sex being everywhere, but nowhere at the same time, they, they want to hold back on that freaky side of them because freak has a, an emotional side to sex. And they, they're like, nah, man, hit that, quit that. You know what I'm saying? And like, I feel as if if they get involved in foreplay, it's almost like too much added to the sexuality. They, they leave foreplay for women. And I don't want to say they're close-minded, but when you when you add in things like, you know, tantra. They might not open. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> when you add in, when you add in things like tantra and warm oil massages and you know like ice or food or whatever you want to add to your sexual experience and like bring it forward, you know what I'm saying? Like they look at those things as too much or right. for that, women. That, that is very true. I agree. I, I think people look at sex like they look at technology. Like, people think technology is just IT, phones, and computers, and, like, that's the extent of technology. Mm-hmm. But it's so much more, and that's, like, it's for sex. Like, people think sex is just missionary and maybe sucking something once in a while and some kissing and orgasms. Like, but there's so much more involved in it, and mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, they're not even on the surface to scratch it yet. <laughs> yes, y'all can quote me on that. <laughs> Ball guy quotes right there. <laughs> I just um, been laughing in the corner here. <laughs> like, I to tell you. Um, guys, I I I don't want to derail us, but I think there's something important that we didn't talk about um, that we should. Um, Caribbean sex culture and sexual health. Okay. And even just like the concept of um, sex education. Oh yes. Just what we can touch on before before we can yeah, I think I, I was think sex education is very, very it's behind. It's lacking. Yeah, it's abstain, very lacking. abstain. No more juke juke again. Boy. I yeah, remember that. Was, wow. yeah. Remember that? <laughs> I, I, I think personally our sex health and especially education with, with regards to sex health is very behind. Um, for the most part, your parents don't really talk to you about sex. True. Um, in school, they more talk to you about the biology aspect, less about the health aspect. 
in terms of like abstaining, like well, they tell you abstain no, and then well, basically abstain, that's this really is just your, knowledge there. That yeah, is, that's your fallopian yeah. tubes. This is that. <laughs> this you know, and then there's a test. Um, and then after that, like you know, people are ashamed to go and buy condoms. People are ashamed mm-hmm. to buy, and buy booth control and and morning after pills and stuff like that. So I think it's a, like really a a stigma in the Caribbean that we love sex. But we don't like people to know that we love sex. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's tied back to how much religion is like in, intertwined in our culture. Because mm. people are afraid to talk about these things to see it because they're going to seem less religious. Like they shouldn't be having sex before marriage. So I shouldn't go out and get a test or get a birth control and other contraceptives and stuff like that. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Very true. When you look at relationships, relationships have so many sides. You know, you have mental health, physical health, there's sexual health as well. And, I mean, like Adani was saying in school, not only that, they also scare us from sex because they show you every STD up close Boy. with a microscope and all you, all you in your head, sex leads to pimples all over my parts. That's mm-hmm. all you think of. And you're like, I never want to touch a girl. What, what is this? You know, but then I think the education side is key. Um, when I think of countries like here, where they push education too far, because you have kids at six and seven learning about sex, sexual identity, and like a whole bunch of things I think maybe they're, they're not mentally prepared for yet, then I, some people will tell you, no, they are prepared for it, we have to teach them now. But for me, I feel as if let a kid be a kid, you know, but agreed, agreed. I mean, yeah, they should be, they should be like a, a, a median. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that definitely. Um, but Adani, you said that thing about like our parents don't really talk to us about sex. They talk to us about sex, you know, but all they say is don't go and get somebody child pregnant. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah. literally but, what they tell But to me, that's yes. not that's not sex. That's um breeding because <laughs> they talk about sex like the only thing that happens is like a child comes out at the end. <laughs> but like it's so it's so odd to me that like we let religion like dictate so much, and especially if like sex, it's like bruh. They had sex in the Bible. The only now, person who did not have sex was Mary, you know. That's the only now, immaculate conception for sex. Let me, let me, also let me, let you believe. believe. Oh. Let me give kudos to one part of our education that is impressive, right? Because I never learned about sex from my parents or any of my family. I learned about sex just from other people in school, same age as me. So kudos to the. Uh, the high school um, sexual education <laughs> seminars and most of, it most of it was people just um, just running their mouth about things they had never done. But it actually got me like going online, searching, asking questions like, "Oh, what's this? Oh, what's that?" Like, you know. And then they're like, even though when you sit there in the class, you're like, "Yeah, man, I do that already." Yeah, yeah, five times. <laughs> But then you run home and you search that. Wow. Ooh, okay. Ooh, okay. All right. Cool. Yeah. All right. Oh, this is great. Yeah. So, <laughs> but um, sex health, I think we definitely can do better. So on on that topic of you like throwing it back to um, secondary school, um, how young do y'all think is too young to start having sex? And then, like, if That's we have to. <laughs> I think wait wait hold I on part think... two part two is uh-huh. and if y'all have to have kids you know coming up this next generation what would your relationship to educating them on sex and your philosophy nice. be because 
we, you know, we, uh, we said a lot of like bashing, you know, <laughs> the previous generation. But what will our change or approach be? Um, I think, I I think, based on what Popo is saying and based on my thoughts, I think three, four, five is very early. But you can't wait as you did uh, as long as you did before because kids are exposed to that whether you like it yes. or not via mm-hmm. social media, the internet, just things on TV. Mm-hmm. So I think around eight, nine, that that's the kind of age that puberties can start for some. So I think if you just do it pre-puberty, then you can get them ready for their bodies and the change that is to come. And then you just have to be very grown up about it. I think that kids these days can be very mature if they allow the chance to. Uh, you just do have to treat them like little children and then make it make it less jarring and more informative and and fun. Whoa, make it fun. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, if you if you draw <laughs> um, cartoons like Andy and what? and Jean. Yes, Andy and Jean. Um, what Sam. do you think, Sam? Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think when it comes to, like, educating them, we should be more open and just direct. Like, what you were saying earlier is that kids are very mature these days, and if you don't say it, they're going to see it. Like, I remember this girl was talking at my job. She had YouTube up, and her kid was watching, like, some, that toy review, that guy that does toy reviews, but the commercial was, like, yeah, Ryan, but the commercial, like, in between was about, like, um, some condoms or something, and she was just like, oh, my gosh, but I feel like the kids should, should know what condoms are. Maybe not at five, six, but like you were saying, once they start hitting puberty, I wouldn't tell them directly, like, this is sex and give them, like, overload them. But I'll do it in phases, like, because around puberty start, you're going to start kissing, you're going to start touching people. I'll talk to them about that. And then as they get older, just keep it very open and direct and make it make the, sure my children are comfortable talking to me about it. That's the key. Because when they're not comfortable, that's when things start getting messy. Yeah, and yeah. kids will try a lot of stuff. So make no mistake, if you don't tell them, it's still Boy. going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it's I... like if a forest, uh, a tree falling in the forest, is still going to make a sound just because you're not there to hear. It doesn't mean it didn't happen. <laughs> True, say I agree with Sam on the whole. Make sure they're comfortable because, again, I mean, my parents are quite, I guess, forward-thinking parents, but I they still, you know, have their their roots <laughs> in how they were raised. And me and my mom and I, we are best friends, you know what I'm saying? And I guess as I got older, I got more comfortable. And she was like, okay, I'm not ready for this topic. And I pulled her in. I'm like, let's do this. We're doing this together. And we, we spoke about sex and, and, and I guess on, on different levels, obviously. Um, but <laughs> I got comfortable. I, I guess I pushed our relationship into that point of being comfortable. I hope that when I have kids... I can still keep this mindset because as much as we say certain things, it's like, whoa, okay, my kid is here. No. Um, I want to be like, hey, dad, blah, blah, blah. I I want to be that reach out point without making it a thing. Like, I don't want dad to be like the sex therapist. Now, question, will you you be different with your daughter versus if you have Mm -hmm. a son? Um, I thought of this in two ways, like sexual orientation and just having sex in general. And, um, sexual orientation was easier to get over. Like if my son or my daughter came home and said, you know, they're they're attracted to whoever, I'll be cool with it. 
but I feel as if when it comes to sex, I may be different with my daughter than my son, simply because I think it's it's different for both parties when it comes to sex. So yeah. there's different things you can touch on when you when you come. You, like, you can't be too brass about sex with with either one of them. Like, hey, yeah, that's fine, do your do. But then you don't your son coming home with like four girls pregnant. It's like, wow, I feel as a father in that sense of like I didn't teach him. Or if I if I if I give him the, if I exactly if I if I give him the tutelage and he comes back and that's 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 on him. Pull but if I feel that I was too ignorant, <laughs> <laughs> if I if I was too open and too lazy fair with him, you know, then you know that's on me. But um, because I I I actually think that when it comes to us, like our generation going forward, we can make that change in terms of the parent-child relationship when it comes to sex education. Okay, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Your own question? Answer your own question. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to be that parent who's going... I feel like I'm going to be that parent who's going to, like, beat sex education into them so much that they, like, just want nothing to do with it and this is why you have me here <laughs> to bring her back in because like the fuck <laughs> print out all the things don't print out <laughs> anything um yo so like you're talking about when i when you talk about sex for your children well wait, let me give you my my take on oh, that can too. i give a point no, yes, one of the things i was thinking of while um popo was talking though is not treating them differently based on gender, but treating uh-huh. them differently based on who they are. Because your girl child may end up being more mature than your boy child at the same age, right? So it may call, agreed, agreed. It may call for different parenting for, you know, a different child, right? Yeah, um, I just... And I think people generally like blanket, okay, no, this is the time, this is the place, but you have to like parent for the child that you have not just like you know kind of make these blanket rules no i, I yeah I, I agree i think that's where my brain was going but yeah that, exactly that yes yes um but with regards to like when you talk to a child about this i agree when puberty hit but also popo made a comment earlier you want a child to be a child Mm. Let a child grow up and be a child. So in my in that regard, I feel like you try to shield your children from this topic as much, well, as long as possible. You hold out for as long as possible. So you hold out until they can beat the parental controls on devices. Mm. That's the way I see it. Once my child can get past the parental control on devices, we need to have this conversation. And I, you ease them into it. You don't necessarily you go start talking about like penis and vagina right off the bat. But like you start, you know, you ease them into it. And I feel like you want your children to be comfortable to come and talk to you about it. I don't want my children to go out there. Like, yes, they will experiment and whatnot. But I don't want them to go out there uneducated, experiment and make a mistake and mess their life up. Like, come and talk to me. Let me like, I've I've at that point you we would have seen life. Let me you know tell you what to do and what not to do so you don't go and make a mistake type thing. And yes, I would talk to my child, my children differently in terms of talk to a boy different than like how I would talk to a girl. At the end of a day, at the end of a day, I want to talk to my girl to show you. They have fellas out there that just like they just out there to scam you. They just ain't. They just ain't shit. They trying and get it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, 
Because Anushka talk about you know talk about the child talk to you know the child you know based on her maturity. No, you talk to a girl different and you talk to a boy. I want my my son to know you. You're not just out here going and trying to like stick it in everybody's daughter and whatnot. You have to respect women. I want my daughter to know you want men to respect you, so you're not just out here letting any man come and try like yeah. I feel yes. I, I don't feel like that's talking to them differently, though. Yeah, it, I feel it is. Okay. I'm not disregarding her. I'm not disregarding her, but I'm letting you know that I think it is. You may not think it is, but I think it is because at the end of the day, you want people to know that, like, yes. You want everyone to feel equal, but you want them to know that, yes, there is a difference. Yeah. Somebody will always try to take advantage of you because they're different. So I think a fellow will always try and outsmart a woman. Like, I, like... I mean, yeah. By the, always. By, the time, by the time we have kids, yeah. Like, I'm just looking at the way everything is going and gender identification, etc. And by the time we have kids, we'll have a lot more on our plate than our parents had to deal with. Mm-hmm. But that's why I said we. I feel as if we're going to be that shift because because of technology, we're used to things having so many moving parts and, and cogs and our brains, when it comes to cognitive ability, we're, we approach things much differently. And hopefully when it comes to... Because <laughs> kids and sex is so weird, you know, but at the same time, it can be so easy depending on our approach. Because if you think of a, a, a very taboo topic, masturbation, mm-hmm. for me, I'm like, thumbs up for masturbation. For so many people, it's like, no, never, don't don't touch that topic. But a kid will find that topic. Like you said, Vernon, about the, the, the parental um, codes and stuff, a kid is going to find that out. Exactly. And it, I don't want to make that a taboo situation in the household where they're like, oh my God. Did I just defile myself to my parents? Hold me, on, you know. Not to the, not to catch you off, but you know, no matter mm-hmm. how time you try to make masturbation, a child will always masturbate. Like, no, that's yeah. exactly. <laughs> but you want them to you have can that, cover you that topic, then and you can cover that topic. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, when we have a child, I have to cover that topic. All right, great, good, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Popo, what you saying it, it's true. It, it's like. You can try as much as you want. They'll figure it out. So you might as well be the one educating them and, like, trying and show them, like, what's, like... I don't necessarily talk about, like, demonstrate, but, like, yo, there's a right way, a wrong way type thing. Like, uh, yeah. Just discover your body. Feel cool with it. Don't worry. <laughs> God will still love you. Because that's what they used to say to kids. God doesn't love you if you masturbate. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yo, religion really mess up a lot in life, you know, when <laughs> no. you think about it. <laughs> but that's why they're a topic altogether. So, um, guys, we have covered a lot today, I think. you know, Definitely. Very... And, and we still haven't spoken about all that we can yeah, about. We still haven't so, spoken about it. There will be all... more parts. Yes, there will be. But... Um, I want to thank Sam and McCartney for, you know, being our guests on the podcast today, you know. Snaps. <laughs> no, thank you for having us. Thank oh, you. No, this is my pod- podcast debut. Oh, snap. Sam, I think podcast, you know. Big things soon to come. Big things soon to come. Yes. <laughs> Just pop that podcast, Jerry. <laughs> um, yeah, but guys, you know, it's been another episode. Thanks for listening. You know, let us know on twitter i say this every week I feel. it doesn't have to be on twitter anywhere twitter <laughs> whatsapp DMs. facebook dm you know let us know, Y'all know your thoughts on the topic the yeah and we'll see you guys next week
We're out.